Welcome to Lord and Richards Radio, a program that will enable you to become more financially independent and prosperous from a biblical point of view. Tune in each week to learn how to prosper through good markets and bad. Now, here's our host, Colin Richards, Denver's biblical investment advisor. Hi, friends. I'm glad to be with you today on Lord and Richards Radio. I'm Colin Richards founder and president of Lord & Richards. We're a team of advisors who are dedicated to helping people just like you retire financially independent. And we're doing that every single day. On this show, we're discussing investing and planning from the perspective of key biblical principles, a little bit different way of looking at money. We also talk about how to use methods and strategies that will enable you to prosper through both up and down markets. And that's so important in today's volatile world. I'd love to chat with you. My team and I would love to help you talk to you about your specific questions regarding retirement and saving and investing from a biblical point of view. Just pick up the phone and give us a call at 720-592-1040. Again, that's 720-592-1040. I'd love to chat with you about how you can achieve financial independence from a biblical viewpoint. Or check us out online at lordandrichards.com. Hey friends, this is Colin Richards, president and founder of Lord & Richards, and I'm thrilled to be with you today here on the Lord & Richards Show. On this particular episode, we're going to be diving into a biblical principle found in Proverbs 17, verse 18, and it says quite simply, one who lacks sense gives a pledge and puts up security in the presence of his neighbor. You know, many of the most generous people I know want to help people all around them who are struggling financially, good-natured people who want to be the first to step in and help family or friends who need help and are going through financial challenges. And one of the ways that we can help one another is to step in and co-sign on a loan, maybe for a car or even for a home or other type of object. And it's what our text calls putting up security. In other words, this is a financial transaction that involves some risk. It's a loan, and you are becoming the backup collateral on that loan. And here's what happens. If and when your family or friend fails to make the payments, you're going to be the one who has to make good on that loan. And this happens a lot. A lot of the times when we step in to help people, we find out that they're actually not able to hold up their side of the bargain. And it can result in a damage to the relationship or even destroying that relationship. So here's a question I want to ask you before you ever enter into a security transaction for another or putting up a pledge or what we call co-signing. If the person you're helping defaults, are you completely comfortable with assuming those payments and letting them continue to use the item for free. This might be a car, this might be a home, this might be appliance. And if you're not, and you would actually be damaged as a result of that, either because you can't afford to make those payments or because you would make those payments but not be able to have the use of the item yourself, then you really need to give this a second thought. The proverb here is warning against doing this for your neighbor. So here are some alternatives for you. First of all, 
If you're helping out a family member or friend, would they be likely, because of you stepping in and help, to mature more or grow more through the financial challenge if they actually just don't obtain the loan until their credit is good enough? Here's another way of putting it. Would it be wise and helpful and loving to help out that family or friend by rather waiting and encouraging them to wait to take credit or a loan until they're financially more stable, teaching them basic principles of finance, getting out of debt, and so forth. And by signing on that loan, are you enabling them to continue bad behavior and keeping them from learning through the challenge? Are you potentially keeping them from learning to depend on the Lord, right? Not just learning about money, but learning what it's like to exercise faith and depend on on the Lord and the promises in his word that assure us of the provision of our needs. Our God will supply all of our needs, Scripture says, according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. He doesn't say he'll necessarily give you all of your wants. Here's another question. Would it be better for you to gift outright? Just give them money or give them the item. Sometimes the person really has, through difficult circumstances beyond their control, demonstrated a real, genuine financial hardship. Or maybe they're just so new, freshly married, freshly entering the world, that there's no way they could get the credit. Rather, could your gift help them get a leg up and a new financial start? Maybe the gift of a down payment or the gift of that vehicle or whatever. So what we're trying to avoid is, first of all, you having to carry that loan yourself, or if you're financially unable, you getting your credit damaged because that item gets repossessed. And then secondly, we're wondering out loud whether the Bible's admonition to give isn't a better idea than getting involved in a loan. And this really brings up a discussion of debt in general. You know that the Bible generally speaks about debt in the negative. The borrower, for example, the Bible says, is servant to the lender. So staying out of debt is commended in Scripture. It's better to be a lender than to be a borrower. So we should seek to avoid it any time possible. Some examples of debt that we always want to avoid in today's society is consumer debt, right? We should never use consumer debt. If you use credit cards, pay them off, sometimes more than monthly. This is a a pro tip for helping your credit score. If you wait until the end of the month and your credit score is looking at your balances in the middle of the month, you may find that that negatively affects your credit score. It shows that you're using credit that you actually intend to pay off. So I suggest to people, and this is what we practice ourselves, is when we use a credit card to buy an object or buy uh, something important, we pay that off weekly, 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 so that you're rarely showing any type of balance. It helps your credit score. How about car debt? Well, car debt should only be used if rates are extremely low and if that car is of a sufficient quality that its depreciation isn't too rapid. We've all heard that a car depreciates the minute it goes off the lot. It becomes a used car. Well, car debt is more attractive, it's a better tool when the car has a track record of an extremely high resale value. So that means start by buying a used vehicle versus a new vehicle. That's a principle I follow personally as much as I can. 
And then you will experience less of that initial depreciation. Your car will more than likely be similar in value or greater in value than the note that you're paying off. And you can follow the Lord and Richards principle of OPM, using other people's money at low rates so you can turn around and use your own own money to get higher rates. That's wisdom. Home debt can be wise. Home debt, buying a home, can be wise because today's housing is virtually impossible to save up for in a normal young couple or young single's early years. Now, given you could probably save up over a lifespan, but a lot of times we're seeing those values tick up. We saw home values across the country over the last two years increase between 40 and 60%. How do you keep up with that? Better to get the rate Uh, pardon me, the value of that home locked in and then get a very low rate. The alternative would be rent while you save. So you're literally putting money into somebody else's equity while you're saving at the same time. So having to set aside double the amount of money that you would if you were simply paying off your loan and contributing to your own equity. Renting also places you at the mercy of the landlord in the ter- in terms of the time that you can be in that uh, home or apartment. It means you can be removed anytime according to the terms of your lease. And it also means that your price can go up substantially while you're there versus a fixed price on a home and a fixed dollar amount on your principal and interest. We recognize even when you buy a home, there is a variable component to your house payment. That's your taxes and insurance, but that's far less than the full uh, value of the payment. Debt with high interest rates should never be used. Although current home loans still have interest rates that are moderate by historic standards, we're talking in the 5% range, we believe that this increase is temporary and it's wise to wait for those home mortgage rates to return to the more recent normal of 3 maybe 4%. And so when speaking of debt, Stay out of debt as much as possible. If you do go into debt, it should be for an appreciating asset like a home, and then make sure you always get a low rate. You know, this type of discussion is an isolated topic in a bigger picture. We call it developing a financial independence plan. And at Lord & Richards, we sit down with folks just like you every single day to help you achieve financial independence because folks are worried that events out of their control are going to harm their retirement, harm their savings. Well, it all just begins with a simple phone call with me and with my team here at Lord & Richards. We would love to visit with you. Just pick up the phone and give us a call at 720-592-1040. Again, that's 720-592-1040. I'd love to chat with you about how you can achieve financial independence from a biblical viewpoint. Or check us out online at lordandrichards.com. Hi, folks. This is Colin Richards, president and founder of Lord & Richards. And I'm thrilled to be talking to you today here on the Lord & Richards Show. You know, we're talking to people every day just like you who are worried that circumstances beyond your control are going to harm your retirement. So what we do is we help you build a financial independence roadmap, a plan, so you can enjoy retirement without worry from a biblical point of view. And of course, we want you to do this so that you can take those amazing things that God has provided and bountifully given you and do wonderful things for him. So let's talk today about an important subject that I'm seeing a lot in the media 
and I'm seeing a lot of articles about, and I think we can flesh out the picture a little better here than what you're reading and seeing online. And the question is, is the 60-40 portfolio debt? Now, some of you, my listeners, are saying, well, first of all, what is a 60-40 portfolio? Well, for a long time, investors have been generically put into or tended toward the 60-40 portfolio. And regardless of their age, their goals, how long it is till they retire, most people's portfolios trend toward this mixture. And it is 60% stocks and 40% bonds. The 60-40 portfolio. 60% at risk, 40% bonds. Stocks provide the exposure to growth that we all need, right? But they come with risk. And bonds provide the exposure to income and maybe a relatively lower degree of risk. But the problem is that this really doesn't take into account anybody's individual situation. It also ignores an important rule. The rule is called the Rule of 100, and it's being thrown out. But a long time ago, advisors began to realize that as folks get older and get closer to retirement, it's more and more important that you take risk off the table. And so the Rule of 100 simply says, well, take your age, if you're 50 years old or 60 years old, Put a percent symbol after it, and that's about how much you need to have in safe assets. Well, you can see a 60-40 portfolio might work great for a 40-year-old person if they're using a safe bond portfolio with 60% at risk, but not so great for a 70-year-old person. Okay, It's considered moderate, and one of the reasons so many people end up in this 60-40 stocks-to-bonds allocation is that when advisors are assessing their clients' risk, everybody kind of views themselves as moderate. And so the tools we use at Lord & Richards are really designed to help you dial that in much more specifically. It's also considered somewhat diversified because stocks and bonds, in the prevailing wisdom, don't usually go down together. Okay, that's the prevailing wisdom. Between 1926 and 2021, the annualized return was around 8.8%. So that's what you'll hear out there. But folks, that's a lot of time. None of us is going to have a retirement that long. And the reality is that your 20 or maybe even 30-year retirement might fit into a period where your returns would be much, much lower and your experience much, much more volatile. In 2022, this year, Investors have once again been reminded of the problems of the 60-40 portfolio. It is, in fact, possible for both stocks and bonds to go down at the same time in the same year. We saw this in the 2007, 8, and 9 crash, when 14 out of 16 asset classes were all down at the same time. And folks, we need to learn lessons from history. As someone has wisely said, is what we learn from history is we don't learn from history. So let's learn on this one. We saw this happen again this year because the government spending policy, let's just call it like it is, free money, resulted in runaway inflation. Runaway inflation. The price of everything went up. And that resulted in the need for the government to act by cooling the economy. And that means raising the cost of borrowing, right? We're seeing it everywhere, raising rates. Well, a lot of those safe bonds that people use in their bond portfolio are longer term. It's considered very safe, very secure, long-term bonds versus short-term. But those are especially at risk 
when rates rise because the bonds we hold in our portfolio now become worth less than the new bonds that are issued with the higher rates. So we saw long-term bond portfolios this year drop as much as 25%, showing that bonds can drop just as badly as stocks can. And with impeccable timing, economic headwinds, the war in Ukraine, bad government policy combined to deliver a punch to stocks, which had similar downside returns. And we don't yet know where the bottom will be for both of those asset classes. So the government's long-term policy of keeping rates low, not in 2022, but in the past, has also hit bond owners by negatively impacting their returns. So not only can they suddenly dramatically see losses when rates rise, but keeping rates low over a long period of time, which has been the policy since the crash in 0809, has really hurt savers so that the yield on those bonds has been very low. It's been a catch 22. You say, well, then I'll just get rid of all the bonds and put all my money in stocks at risk. Well, some advisors have been pushing people that way, gradually switching their clients to a higher percentage in at-risk assets, feeling like low rates in the recent past were unfairly keeping your growth low. And that's true. Of course, this has resulted in the portfolios that we're seeing when people come in for the first time having extraordinarily high amounts of risk relative to the goals that the people we're talking to have. So pre-retirees, retirees, you are especially vulnerable and you run the risk of delaying retirement. I saw this with my own eyes in 0809 as people either delay their retirement, hoping to wait till the stock market recovered, which took all the way to 2013 or just going back to work, conversation after conversation with people who did not have the right kind of plan in place, returning to work and ending their retirement. Folks, if you're anywhere near retirement within 10 years or currently in retirement, you have got to develop a portfolio that includes safety. But we need to really look hard and find alternatives to bonds because the risks of bonds, as well as the historically low rates, are making them less and less attractive. There is a better route to those who still want growth but aren't interested in shifting your portfolio to a high-risk portfolio. It's really about finding those bond and income alternatives. And I want you to continue on to our very next segment where we're going to discuss Are there alternatives to bonds for safety and income? In the meantime, you might be saying, well, Colin, it's clear that I need a plan. I need a plan in place so that I don't run out of money before I run out of life and so that I don't pack my portfolio with the wrong kinds of tools. Well, that's where we come in. We would love to conduct a complimentary financial independence review and determine if you're ready to retire or if you're in good shape as you continue forward in retirement. It just starts with a simple phone call. Just pick up the phone and give us a call at 720-592-1040. Again, that's 720-592-1040. I'd love to chat with you about how you can achieve financial independence from a biblical viewpoint. Or check us out online at lordandrichards.com. Hi folks, this is Colin Richards, president and founder of Lord & Richards. And I am fortunate to work with a fine team of investment advisors who are helping clients just like you to achieve financial independence, and we do it from a biblical point of view. 
We do this because we want you to do wonderful things with the resources God has entrusted to you. So it starts with what we call a financial independence review, a chance to sit down with us and determine, are you ready for retirement? Are you taking too much risk? Do you have the right amount of income? Do you have a written risk management plan, a written income plan, a written tax plan, a written estate plan? Wow, that's a lot to pack into a complimentary conversation, but we do this for folks just like you every single day. And today we're talking about whether or not the 60-40 stock bond portfolio is dead and what we're going to do in our plan to devise alternatives to bonds. Bonds, as we learned in our previous segment, are at risk to a greater degree than we ever realized. They can go down just like stocks, and they can go down the same time as stocks. We saw that in 2022. And bonds also have had an historic low-yield environment now for many years that have really chased away savers. Savers have been punished by our government's policies. Well, there is still opportunity, though, because those same high interest rates that have created such a mess this year create an opportunity for savers. The the bonds that are more exposed to risk, the bonds that have the opportunity to, to really provide a lower yield than we would like, they need to be replaced with an alternative. We call that alternative principal protection, right? Most bonds still carry risk. So we want to turn to the purveyors of principal protection that have been doing this for centuries in some cases, banks, insurance companies, fixed annuity companies, they all have long track records of protecting people's money. And you say, well, Colin, they, they also in exchange don't give you very much interest, right? That's right. They provide typically in a longer term account a guaranteed interest rate that's pretty low. You say, well, then not interest rate. Well, wait a minute. Even though this low interest rate may not be sufficient to justify the fact that it's a no-risk portfolio, we can show you how to take that low guaranteed interest and turn it into the opportunity to earn a higher, more moderate rate while still maintaining safety. You say, well, how do you do that? Well, what we do is we exchange that interest. We give it back to the bank, insurance, or annuity company, and we let them risk it. Okay? We've talked about this in other segments where we discussed, is it possible to have a low or no risk portfolio that still has good growth opportunity? And the answer is yes. It's not too good to be true. It's been done for a long time and it's still being done. The key is looking at it from an institutional risk management point of view. Large institutions, private foundations, pensions, and so on aren't looking for volatility any more than you are. And so these types of tools have grown out of the need. And here's the key. Make sure that this type of tool is elevator up, never down. It goes one direction up, never down. Incorporate that into your portfolio as a bond alternative, and you'll take that volatility right down to a level you can be comfortable with. And then what we've got to do is we've got to find an alternative to bonds and stock dividend portfolios, which are still risky and unpredictable, for income, an income alternative. You know, you might think, well, my dividend portfolio, my bonds, it's done okay, but they're still at risk. Although in good times, stock dividends can be a nice supplement, you don't want to make them the core of your income strategy because they can go up in smoke. And we've got a lot of history. The gold history, uh, the gold standard here for you folks is an annuity. 
We're not talking about putting all of our money in an annuity, but annuity can provide safety pr principle, protection of that principle, moderate growth, as well as guaranteed income. This is the strategy that backs your pension. This is the strategy that backs America's favorite annuity, Social Security. Only in an annuity can you guarantee income for the rest of your life and your spouse's life and still have the opportunity to grow. You say, well, I think those are high cost type products and tools, aren't they? No, they're not. If you choose a fixed type annuity, you can have low or no fees compared to some of the large fees that you may have heard about in the past or with other types of tools. There is no other system, no other investment, no other strategy on earth that can provide this level of safety and reliability of income. It's tragic, I think, that terribly misinformed advisors often steer clients away from the benefits that only an annuity of this type can provide when incorporated into an overall strategy. It's important, folks, to be what we call product or strategy agnostic when making recommendations. And that's what we do at Lord & Richards every day. We're helping clients just like you to build well-rounded portfolios in the context of a comprehensive plan. Without planning, you're going to be planning to fail, as we often say. So work with an independent advisor like us at Lord & Richards who has the freedom to choose and they're not stuck to, with the corporate line and who is a fiduciary who will keep your needs front and center throughout the process. It really just begins with a wonderful conversation with me or with a member of my team over the phone where we can learn your goals and needs and take the first steps to helping you achieve financial independence from a biblical point of view. I would love to talk to you. I would love to visit with you, find out more so that you can achieve financial independence. Just pick up the phone and give us a call at 720-592-1040. Again, that's 720-592-1040. I'd love to chat with you about how you can achieve financial independence from a biblical viewpoint. Or check us out online at lordandrichards.com. Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management, LLC.